Javad, there is a um, a gentleman in a very fine suit from you know a twenties style suit uh, comes up to talk to you. Uh, very pointedly, not looking at Mila, and says, "Ah, uh, oh, welcome. Um, sorry, I don't, I'm not familiar with you. Uh, what, what can I do for you folks tonight?" Ah, well, I was looking to have a brief discussion about some uh, historical matters with some fellows who might know more about them. My name's Javad Devani. I'm a little bit of a local scholar on trying to figure out a way of phrasing that. Uh, Kindred legal matters. Is there a legal situation that brings you here tonight? Oh, no, just my passion for law justice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've... uh... We've seen our fair share of injustice in the last 50 or so years. Yeah, it's the recent turbulence, how things have shaken out there. I would value your perspective on the matter. Well, what specifically is the issue you want our perspective on? Well, in confidence, I have been asked to make some suggestions about incorporating the legal traditions of this domain into modern and like Javad doesn't do air quotes but does the really civilized version of a facial expression that effectively puts air quotes around that uh, <laughs> into a modern legal system well that's okay um, let's, let's take a walk for a little bit come on over over here where we can discuss this a little more comfortably certainly I kind of and there are um, sorry like, I just kind of like dismiss Mila. Go away, you're cramping my style. <laughs> Are there like the vampire equivalent of hors d'oeuvres here? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that there are um, light hors d'oeuvres uh, that are being walked around uh, by, be, by servants around. Alright, so I will, like, pout coppily towards a a plate of vampire hors d'oeuvres. Whatever they, whatever form they take, I assume they're, like, glasses of not red wine. <laughs> right, they're, they're probably, like, you know, small shot glasses of differently, like, flavored and textured blood. Alright, I'm, I'm gonna right, go do like... some shots. Like, do some shots, do some shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're, like, Blood and I don't know caviar or oh. something with like some shallots or weird shit like that. Oh, yeah, like, that's oh. the worst. Okay, sure. Yes, <laughs> I will absolutely be just like just shotgunning these things in, in like the background <laughs> of whatever shot where where Javad is is speaking to the elders here. Absolutely, excellent. All right. Um. Well, Javad, you said uh, we, we've had, um, is there, like, when you say, uh, what's the word that you used? Discipline? Was that the word you used? No, but that is what I am striking at. I think that's an appropriate term. Oh, we didn't, uh, we didn't have anything fancy, particularly fancy back when it was just the New West. There's not a whole lot of, uh, reason to hold court and tribunal for 
you know, old money folks such, folks such as ourselves. You either behaved and were a gentleman or you were escorted from the premises. Hmm. Was there anything in particular you were looking for? This guy's clearly fishing for this something. Oh, well, you know, when you first begin to study these sort of things, you find out that, or one imagines that there's a lack of respect for life among our kind, which is clearly the furthest thing from the truth. There are a number of graduations below someone greeting the sunrise. But those are where the traditions most vary between those that I've uh, come to learn of. And so I, I'm just learning about those various traditions. I know there are a number of uh, colorful versions of justice among the mortals of this area. I mean, this is something I probably could ask around to fortify more information. Uh, it's not really my area of... Uh... What's word I'm looking for? Uh, as something of an aesthete, it's not really my particular area of interest. Oh, I understand. It's a particular passion of my own. Um, but when it comes to matters of justice and how they were administered, it's sometimes best to go to those who have done the administration. Well, for the most part, it's just we leave it up to a bit of a court system. We have folks that decide what the ultimate uh, punishment should be based upon the uh, trespass to those um, influential enough to have a grievance. Uh, for, honestly, for the, for the other folk, <laughs> they are less likely to bring it to the court's attention if you understand what I'm getting at. Hmm, I think I do. Some of the folks who would be considered outsiders now under uh, our new prince's regime, uh, larger faction, uh, they didn't have a whole lot to do with talking to uh, any sort of higher power. They would just drag folks out in the woods and let nature take its course. Well, uh... you know how trees can be. <laughs> Fucking trees. Well. Certainly someone of my background is aware that justice sometimes needs to be taken into one's own hands. <clears throat> Sorry. I have trying to figure out what next. Yeah, you can try to manipulate him. See if... Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just trying to decide the, the tact. So, um, I've found, especially in legal matters that details are always what matter. Could you perhaps share with me some stories you might have heard in the past? With appropriate discretion, of course. I would not expect confidence is revealed or anything of the sort. You know, things that have long passed. Something that uh, is not a matter of current concern or dispute. Um, yeah. So he spends some time talking to you about... Um kind of frontier justice sort of things, right? Like the sort of things where, you know, two loggers arguing over a claim might solve it by, you know, hacking each other to death with an axe, right? <laughs> that would solve it, yes. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, um, you know, there was, there's not a lot 
uh, back before things became more civil, uh, in this man's term um, terms, you know, that was life was short and brutal and often uh, came to a very bright end, if you understand the joke there. Mm. Um, but uh, it's he intentionally appears to be straying away from uh, anything that might paint. Um, he seems to largely be talking about even fo- folks that would not be at this meeting, right? There aren't a lot of, um, <laughs> just based upon glancing on the room, you don't think a lot of these people were loggers or fishermen or bootleggers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. These were not people that were spending all their time um, running gallons of maple syrup across the border <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. These are people that, um, you know, were old money back before they died. Yeah. Or they've made their place in the world now. And he's he's specifically trying... Like, I'm not going to say that he's treating you like a rube. But mm-hmm. he is a sp- he is explicitly telling you about, you know, trying to wow you with frontier tales as opposed to talking about the... It's not immediately clear if he's dodging your question or not. Okay. Um, well, at this point, uh, what the heck role would that be? I'm kind of going to try and... I'm going to play up um, my background as the, you know, as the bummy Hakeem and like steer the conversation towards kind of getting him to try and, you know, not impress me, but like, you know, ingratiate himself to me um, by showing me how effective and just this manner of, uh, you know, legal system is. Okay. Uh, That's probably subterfuge. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Okay. Go for it. Right. Manipulation yeah. subterfuge? That seems right. Uh, wait, no. I clicked the wrong button. Sorry. Uh, yeah, there we go. Gotcha. Well, you know, there is a... In the rare instance that um, justice had to be admitted out at our levels, uh, you know, it's not... It would be... It's, uh, it's not... We find it not acceptable to destroy our own kind, right? Like, why? Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not, we consider ourselves different from the Camarilla in that matter. We don't send out thuggish hit squads to eliminate people that we find troublesome. Ah, uh, I think I know of what you speak of. I glance towards the bar. <laughs> this man explicitly does not glance that way. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a, you know, if, if someone would not be um, would not remove themselves and we would have them removed. Let them sit and uh, take some time to reflect on um, their mistakes and then we would talk to them again after a short time in uh, almost a timeout, you might say. Hmm. That seems very wise, very respectful. I mean, it is a matter of great sadness when one of our lives has to end. And uh, even minor transactions, such like that, it is the duty of an upright person to avoid taking of life where possible. I command you. Yes, and of course, we'd have to make sure that a proper meal was provided when they woke up because they would never be in their right mind until they fed. But afterwards, you'd find these people be... You find our kind being much more amenable when they realize that uh, 
And then they consider the alternatives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's Jonathan laughing. Shavad tries to get the other better. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's, that's not something we've had to do in a long time. Hmm. Well, it's been a long time. And I, again, don't mean to pry into confidences. But could you let me know how one of these circumstances resolved themselves? Perhaps give me an example. As I said, particulars are a very important thing in the legal profession. Precedent, you understand. Oh, well, uh, you know, not being totally devoid of compassion. Um, there was an artist that committed certain transgressions, uh, and we had her staked inside of her studio for a period of a year. And we thought the studio wasn't okay, was an acceptable place to leave her so that she would could still reflect on her art. Uh, and after that period of time, we provided her with uh, appropriate sustenance, remove the stake, and continued to, and told her that if she continued her discretions, that uh, we would be forced to ask her to leave. Hmm. Commendable. To do it in that way, uh, don't let them reflect on their art while it's happening. That shows a truly thoughtful mean. Uh, so I think I am out of places to go on this one. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll flip over to Zach, who is shotgunning carefully crafted blood slash... I don't even know. Yeah. Like maybe bits of heart. Yeah, like I imagine there's like fleshy bits floating around in the glass, right? Or it's like a uh, an aspic of blood. Yeah, like like a, like a blood gel. Okay, okay. Just just very like artistically rendered blood. Blood three ways. <laughs> One blood loaf, blood chilled, and uh, deconstructed blood. There you go. That's the chefy thing that a vampire yep. nonsense would do. Good old chefy vampire nonsense. Yes. Uh, so I'm I'm out here sampling their like artisanal blood, <laughs> as one does. Um, and I'm sort of trying to get see if I recognize any like anybody else in the room, either the high flyers or like the low lives. Right. Well, there there is somebody who um, kind of slides up next to you on the. Um, <laughs> I imagine like you're waiting at a bar, like for the people with the hors d'oeuvre trays come out and just snagging one or two glasses or cups or you know whatever immediately as they you know come out from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, and you, you recognize this person as being affiliated with um, uh, the old court. You know, not directly tied with Lou Grand, but like able to uh, contact the the previous baron or the previous ruler not really okay um yeah and they're um uh you know it's a it's a guy in not wearing a jacket he's got uh you know old-fashioned trousers and suspenders he's got his shirt sleeves rolled up a little bit so he looks kind of like a uh you know, uh, you know the, the uh, a porter from the twenties. You know, mm-hmm. like the sort of guy that you see, or he looks kind of like uh, what's his face from the Mummy, right? Like just just your your workaday okay. sort of guy from from a million years ago. Yeah, I like that. 
Yeah. From a century ago. Okay. Yeah, he says, uh, he kind of like, you know, puts one elbow down and says, uh, ah, parties, huh? Is that what this is? I take, and I take like a shot in each hand and throw them both back at the same time. <laughs> well, you make, you make do with what you got. I guess. Mostly this seems like a funeral. No, nah, these, these types like this kind of, uh, these kind of events like this. Real austere vibe. Oh, not uh, not for not for folks of action like us, yeah. Sure, like us, and I'll like put down a shot glass and wipe off a hand on my arm because I'm sure it's covered in blood by now, and uh, extend it to this person, Mila. Uh, Rick. Nice to meet you, Rick. Why? What brings Rick. you, Rick, with a Y? Yeah. Rick with a Y? Does he pronounce the Y? Yeah. No, the why are you here, Mila? Well, thought I was here on business, but then I got kicked to the kitty table. So I'm not sure anymore. Mostly I'm some guy's ride, I guess. So what's your, what's your business? Oh, just needed to talk to the Baron about some of the comings and goings, you know stuff and i'll point to the tattoo again all right well let's uh let's talk what sort of stuff oh there's just been some unsavory types you know coming in and out of the, the baron's regency here thought we'd ask what they were doing what he knew about their movements right is there anyone in particular i'm uh Bit of a fixture around here. And I'll like slide a shot. I'm imagining like another trace dropped. I'll like slide a shot over to him. Uh, Rick will. So Rick takes a sip and says, uh, So what brings you here? What is it What is it that you're looking for? Oh, well, uh, like I said, we're looking for information. And you talk to Baron about some of his business dealings here. Or at least visitors. So you got some odd visitors. We'd like to know why. All right. Well, like I said, I'm I'm a fixture around these parts. Maybe I can answer your questions without having to uh, bother anyone. Oh well, this might be need to know. What do you do exactly around here? A bit of a fixer. I don't know if that makes me more or less likely to ask you some questions. Uh. Uh, I try to make problems go away. <laughs> well, hopefully you won't see me as a problem, huh, Rick? I'll throw back another shot. You're speaking my language. Look, we just want to know what the Baron's been up to and who he's been talking to and why he's been talking to the wrong kind of people. Well, the Baron likes to talk to everybody. Yeah, he's a real friendly guy, the Baron, huh? Mm, yep. Social butterfly. Yeah, she definitely uh, definitely likes to hold uh, an inclusive court. Sometimes she talks to people from California, sometimes locals. Well, it's mostly the folks from California, although not only. Um, uh, here's, here's a question for you off the record here, Rick. Uh, guy by the name of Enoch came through a while back. 
Were you privy to that conversation? Uh, when Enoch comes by to say, hey, we just, uh, you know, certain formalities have to be observed. Oh, please, please regale me with the formalities. We might not have to like the things that have happened over the last uh, ten years, but that doesn't mean that we're going to behave uncivil. So that talk was nice and civilized? Of course. We were uh, gracious hosts when uh, your sheriff came to call. Might I inquire as to the contents of that conversation? You know, I think that, uh, if I remember correctly, Enoch had some questions about Californians as well. Well, California's a very interesting place. And did he get the answers he was looking for? Well, we are here having a little party tonight. So, uh, could not have gone too badly. Well, that or he's got bigger problems. Would you care to... Well, you know what? Never mind. Enjoy your night, Rick. You take care, Mila. Oh, you know me. I never do. And then I'll throw back two more shots of blood. Alright, what's your next step here? Recover Javad. <laughs> then we get back in the car and we go... Real quick, swing through, like, the various green spaces in the Southlands of Seattle and see if we see any Sabat digging themselves out of the ground. All right. We're going to switch scenes real quick over back to David, and then we can deal with the Sabat. Sure. What was that about the Sabat? That's that's what we're gonna. That's that'll be the next thing. Zach said, okay. "Yeah." So let's talk about uh, you. I believe we're doing some private research. Yeah. So I I figure I just get you know uh, Uber or whatever back to the uh, warehouse on the docks, and I'll take the skull in to the back to that sort of library place. You know, in from the first episode. Gotcha. In order to plunk the skull down and do whatever sort of uh, mystical thing on it in order to unlock this message. Is this a private space or is this are there more folks from your clan nearby? Um, wasn't it? Hold on, I gotta look at my sheet. I don't remember if... I cannot recall off the top of my head. I thought this was like our our like coteries haven that we set up oh um i thought your haven was uh, the funeral parlor i believe it is yes we have that library we're responsible for but it is not on premises as i recall okay well, there, all right there's a, I... there's a library out uh well they call it a li- they call it the library of alexandria as a joke i think Project Alexander? I can't remember what I called it. But yeah, there's um, a variety of things stored in the crates, uh, the shipping containers. Okay. I misremembered that then. Okay. Uh, there, is a, there is a library here um, at the parlor. If that's not private, I could. I do have an apartment. That's not like I don't have 
an occult library or whatever there, but I can go. I could go back to the my apartment if I was going to be just trying to be somewhere private to access this. Yeah, if you're looking for privacy, that's probably the most private place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you're back at your apartment. What you doing? You're just gonna take a look at the skull. Yeah, I I figure you know. Uh, I I imagine this is one of those like um. Why is the word escaping me? Uh, uh okay, it's um, one of those multi-unit house things, you know, where you've got like four, four different uh addresses, you know, at the same building. So it's not like in a, a huge apartment building. Gotcha, like a like a duplex sort of thing. A quad, that's the word. Yeah, sort of thing. Well, not quite a quad. That it conjures up college dorms. There's no shared space. Gotcha. Um, maybe there's a shared hallway. You know that then it goes into all the apartments, like a, but like an entry place. Yeah. Anyway, um, can go and can go inside to my place. And... Okay. Um, now, is there any particular place that you uh, inside your uh, your your townhouse, like a particular room? Like, do you have a like a hidden closet where you keep your spooky stuff? Like, what's what's how do you lay out this stuff, or is it just your kitchen? Um, I think just because the like the um the because the uh, coffin was sort of causing blood everywhere and whatever, I'm gonna take the skull into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and and like put it in in like the the shower unit just in case if I'm starting up this message and it starts bleeding or whatever at least it's easier to clean up. Nice, nice. It's like a Harry Potter special sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Take it in the bath with you. Um, sorry, we're we're that with my kids, so it's in the back of my head. Uh, so. Uh, I put a little description of the skull here in chat. The skull appears human with the bones fused together except for the mandible, which is affixed to the rest of the skull with a spring and a hinge. The jaw can be easily operated, or sorry, easily be opened, uh, though its resting position is closed. An upright pentagram has been etched into the frontal bone, stretching across nearly the entire surface. Um, and we uh, you talked about that before. That is definitely a symbol of uh, a collective uh, that calls himself uh, mages. Um, that you are aware of, uh, mostly through your background as a Tremere, but also through your studies in the occult, which is where you recognize this symbol. Um, this sort of thing tends to be nobody. Well, it is the it is a manner of sending messages um, magically, but also physically. So there's usually some way to activate the spell that's attached to the skull um so it's not like you have to have both kind of an ssh sort of public private key situation Hmm. so i need so it's like there's a message i can't access easily or there's you'll just need to figure out how to turn it on how to have it get the message to play all right i'm trying to think is it like I know I've basically just been doing occult checks the last the whole game, <laughs> uh, but is it maybe not necessarily 
just straight up knowing the rituals, but like understanding some sort of passphrase that would be used or yes. other other trick to it. Yeah. Okay. So I got to think about how I can tell. How can I figure out what the uh, what the magic word is? It's usually pretty simple. Yeah. I guess I'm not sure what sort of skill that would be to check in order to try and rack my brain about like, okay, what are the usual, what are the usual codes used? I mean, that sounds pretty much like a uh, something, something intelligence based, right? Like, um, you know, you could call it awareness or academics, maybe uh, investigation. Uh, <laughs> You could look it up on the internet with a technology thing, right? Like this is, it tends to be sort of almost like a, like an escape room sort of thing where you'd expect there to be uh, a clue to, to figure out where to go next with these things. If this was like a puzzle box sort of thing, um, or it could be even simpler than that. But yeah, there's, a, there's all sorts of uh, dice that you can roll to, to rack your own brain on this. Or wreck your character's brain on it. Uh, da, 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 da. um, doesn't help that I don't have internalized every skill description. Yeah, no. Academics is looking up in a book. Investigation is, you know, phone a friend. Science would be performing some sort of experiment on it. Technology might, like I said, looking up on the internet or, um, you know, finding another way around it that way. Yeah, let's try let's try the internet. When has anything bad ever come about because of the internet? All right. You had a couple successes. Um those sort of things that you find out is that um you know, you can't Google exa- uh, specifically for this. Maybe a DuckDuckGo, but not Google specifically for it. So it's the sort of thing where you gotta kinda like work around the problem. Um you find similar sorts of things. Like if I had, if I had a hidden message, how would I get somebody to, to respond to it? Uh, and uh, you think that it's the sort of thing where you might just have to talk to the skull. Like, it's not a matter of me speaking aloud a specific word. It's like me trying to have a conversation. Well, there's, there's definitely, for some reason, somebody attached to the mandible to this skull. Uh, and best you can determine, somebody the only reason somebody would do that is if they wanted the jaw to work, which kind of implies that they want it to talk. Okay. And it's not like magically attached. It's got a spring and wires. Yeah. So I'll pick up the skull and like sit on sit on uh, you know, the clothes, the the toilet with the seat down and I'll look at the skull in my hand and I'll say, I'm not calling you Yorick. <laughs> I was trying I was, in my head. I was like, yeah, alas, alas would be a trigger word for this sort of thing, but Yorick is pretty close. Uh, <laughs> uh, in the, uh, <clears throat> so the skull responds uh, in a, in a kind of a faintly British accent. Cannot impress upon you. What a terrible idea this is. No, I already started because you told me to fine. Fine. 
to whom it may concern, first be assured that this message cannot be accessed by anyone except you, the intended recipients. Uh, secrecy is a vital part of your nature, and this method is less risky for me. Uh, second, I know sending him a message in this way might be considered rude, but meeting in person isn't possible. Either or both of us would be destroyed, probably taking a good portion of the city with us. This is my home, and I will not allow that to happen. Uh, on to the heart of the matter. I have taken a book from your library. Strictly speaking, it wasn't yours to begin with, as artifacts of the first city belong to the Mysterium, but I doubt that you or your rulers would see it that way, so I made a trade instead. Hopefully you've already received the box. I, I believe that was timed correctly. I transported the contents as carefully as I could, but preservation is not a specialty of mine. I have warded against invasive spirits, but as for the creature itself, uh, what was done to it was monstrous. I have told the Mysterium as much. I am no stranger to killing my enemies, but this is torture, and I had no part in it. Uh, lastly, your sentry. I disrupted it as little as I could, uh, but if I've called it damage or distress, I apologize. I had no intention of hurting it, as it was already injured. I'd offer to help with repairs, but I doubt you'd accept my help. For that matter, I'm not sure the guardian spirit itself would accept my help. I'm told they harbor a grudge. Um, that's everything. Book for box. Fair trade. Hopefully no hard feelings. I don't intend for our paths to cross again. Most of your kind stay out of my war. It's better that way. Oh, shit. This is political. I say that out loud in character. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly sounds political. I really didn't want to have to consult other people about this. Yeah, this this thing uh, is imbued with magic, uh, and everyone in your clan would love to get a hold of it. So it's it's effectively very very valuable to them. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to send a text to uh, Javad. What will this text say? Need advice on. Need, need legal advice my firm saddled me with a project I don't fully grasp really want to respond something about my hourly rate <laughs> <laughs> uh, have ha, uh, like say, say and then like another text uh Kind of exploding head emoji, you know, like with the with the brain, you know, coming out the top. Uh, don't don't bring M if possible. <laughs> M for M for Mila, obviously. I, I just find it funny that we immediately managed to get to the point where we're like, oh, don't bring the cop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh look, I'm not a real cop. I'm just a cop of you. So <laughs> Well, I mean <laughs> Excuse me, I'm gonna text my lawyer and tell him not to bring the cops. <laughs> a solid call. If you have to remind your lawyer not to do that, maybe you need a better lawyer. No no no, you don't need a criminal lawyer. You need a criminal lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, alright, well, if I remember correctly, Javad and Mila are now driving down south to go look at some Anarchs? Sorry, Sabah. Yeah, uh, Sabah, um, 
yes, yes, you are. Um, yeah, if they turn out just to be anarchs, that's fine. Like, that's <laughs> a whole different thing. No harm, no fall. All right. The concern is that there's this a bot. Um, based on what um, what Jake had been saying to you, uh, Mila, you think that this is more of a they're building it out in the desert or parts east of here, wild parts east of here, not in the city itself. Sort of like future trouble. Okay. Okay, future trouble. Um, you know, like far east of Seattle. Like, um, oh my god, I forgot the name of the city just immediately east of Seattle and it was going to be funny. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, yeah, we're not going to drive like an hour because we're not going to get there in time and then drive back. So I don't know. I guess we'll head back to the. I probably need to drop Javad off somewhere and then I might go talk to my boss if I have time. Otherwise, I'll probably just head back to the Haven. Well, this whole thing started with me having work at the Haven that I was trying to get done. <clears throat> So you can drop me off there. Oh, okay. One thing that they did mention, whatever. I didn't even think I caught the name of the fucking person I was talking to. Um, our guest, if we do wake him up, will be quite hungry. Great. Those are the best guests. Yes. So we will need to provide proper refreshment if we, uh, go down that route okay well I really wasn't planning on it without good reason so did you have any luck figuring out who it was no I do think our obligations to them change if we wake them up not really certain why I think that but that seems reasonable honestly mm-hmm. um okay yeah, we will make sure that we have proper refreshments there, should they be awoken. Alright. So yeah, I'll just get dropped off back at the Haven, and you can go and check in with the, your boss. Okay. Alright, at the Haven, Adam, what are you doing? That D&D Podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at That D&D Podcast. Intro music is The Witch's Journey by Augustine C. Outro music is Negative Ecstasy by Blue Sky Moon. Both are available on the Free Music Archive. Music by Augustine C. can also be found on Spotify and SoundCloud, while music by Blue Sky Moon can be found on Ketza.uk. Vampire the Masquerade was created by Mark Reinhagen and is a storyteller system game of the World of Darkness series published by White Wolf Publishing. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associated copyright holder.